Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Test, test, test. Three, two, and one. The 2021 Central Division champion, Chicago White Sox. Congratulations to the White Sox. Congratulations, really, to Tim Anderson, who I just watched on the field with Steve Stone and Jason Benetti saying, I've been here from the beginning. That's right. From the beginning. Working as hard as you could work when the White Sox had barely a chance to win 70 games. And now back-to-back years in the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. And really, I don't know, three-peat, four-peat, five-peat on that. A lot of years ahead, you would think of the White Sox being in the playoffs. But more importantly, this season, when you talk about Aloy Jimenez going down in spring training, Luis Robert missing significant time, both of them basically out until August. No problem. Keep rolling along. Oh, Adam Engel, you're going to be sweet for those guys. No, no, uh, he got hurt too. Nick Madrigal, you're going to be awesome at second base. No, blew out his hamstring, traded to the Cubs. Tim Anderson, you never missed time. No, missed a lot of time at the back end of the season, albeit it didn't matter at that point, but still yet another factor. Same with Lucas Giolito. Oh, behind the plate, Yasmani Grandal, knee surgery. Another, just no big deal. We'll get over it. Sebi Savala, you're good to go. You too, Zach Collins. Just an incredible season. By the way, I didn't even mention, remember that guy at the beginning of the year, Yermin Mercedes? Yeah, he's been long gone, but still gets a little bit of at least a gold star in his contribution early on. By the way, I've heard that uh, Yermin has, I think, left the team again uh, down in AAA. Uh, That's not really important at this time. But how are they going to do? What what does it look like with the Houston Astros and the playoffs? Courtney, King, Moe coming on up. A lot of angst on this podcast, as per usual. Uh, for the record, which you know, but we did talk at the start of the first game today with Cleveland, so it became apparent during the podcast that the White Sox were going to clinch. A lot of question marks right now. Carlos Rodon, what does the rotation look like? Can they get the bullpen straightened out? But I had a feeling come over me today that this whole 
long period waiting to clinch and not getting it done in Detroit or even back in Texas, finally doing it today, it all started to feel a little bit better to me today that Tony LaRussa buy into him right now, that he knows exactly what he is doing, that they are playing their cards very close, not giving anything away. So whatever they're going to do in the playoffs, that's a little bit different, slight tweaks that they haven't done in the regular season that hopefully will give him an edge. He's not showing that right now. You got to think all that's going on. And there's some work and some time left for guys like Craig Kimbrell, who scuffled again today in a 28-pitch outing where he really only got two outs. I don't know what Cleveland was doing running down 7-2, to two, but good job by Yasmani Grandal getting the throw down there and getting it out. Wouldn't have mattered, but just not a good inning for Craig Kimbrell once again. Got to get him straightened out. The guy's got to be going. But I do think there's enough talent in that bullpen, right? Aaron Bummer looks great right now. That's huge. So you've got Hendricks at the back end. You've got Kimbrell, who hopefully will find it. But even if he doesn't, you still have Bummer. You still have Michael Kopech. Can you be nails when it matters most? But most importantly, again... This just feels like the start for the White Sox. Back-to-back years in the playoffs, the best is yet to come. All right, let's get it going here. Mo, the King, Courtney, Ginger Snaps. You'll understand that coming up in a second here. A spirited, consuming podcast starts right now. Showtime. Where is the level of panic on the ball club right now? They are, in all likelihood, going to clinch today. one nothing start. Go Tim Anderson. But it has not gone the way it was supposed to go for the White Sox since we last spoke. I mean, you know my concern. Everyone kind of knows my concern. I feel like the core of guys that are finally up here and healthy and ready to go, they need at least a week to play together before the playoffs start. This team is way too young to just expect um, – them to kind of just snap their fingers and start winning and gelling together. So this team needs at least a week playing with their core guys, their star players, and let's win this damn thing. Let's, let's have some fun, but the consistency needs to be there. And it's just simply not there. It hasn't been there for a while. When you say win this damn thing, do you mean the division and clinch or do you mean the world series? I mean, the World Series. I mean, obviously, we've had the division locked up since, you know, July, basically. So that's not a concern. That's going to happen today. I mean, they need to get past a very tough Houston team. We all know they're not going to get a home field advantage. So they have to gel together. That is a very good Houston team. And right now, that is not happening. One day, they look like world beaters. The next day, they can't even score two runs. It's it's a problem. Mo, you're the most level-headed person on this podcast Where's your offense to that, Mark? I just want to tell you. Uh, I don't, I, I'm sure you do, and you need to acknowledge what is true. I, my, my response was extremely level headed just now. How am I, Mo? I mean, I love, I love Mo, but Mark, that is, that's really rude and that's mean. But go ahead, Mo. I, I was going to say that's an indictment of the podcast itself. Um, listen, I'm excited. The Sox are going to finally uh, make the playoffs and officially today. Um, I have some concerns, but to Courtney's point, we haven't played our, our starting, you know, core a lot together. I do think guys like Jimenez need to play every day in left field and get get in sync. I think the, you know, 
playing one day and left, and then the DH is is causing him some some challenges. Cesar Hernandez has been a big disappointment. Um, Anderson, you know, hit the home run, but he's been playing sparingly and, and has to get in rhythm. Baseball is a rhythm sport, and, and these guys need to play a little more consistently next week to sort of get ready for the uh, the postseason. Because Courtney has said this a few times, the Astros are a formidable team, and and we need to be playing our best to compete with them. So the Houston Astros against teams with a 500 or better record are 45 and 31. That is the best record of any playoff team against teams with winning records. Plus, you know, factor in their history. It is an incredibly tough first round matchup. Now, I think one thing the White Sox have going for them particularly well, Lucas Giolito pitches well against Houston, which is why for the record, I would start him in game one and not Lance Lynn. But, uh, and before we get Kings pom-poms out here, Let's talk about what's happening with Carlos Rodon, who says he's fine. Wait a minute. Before you go to Rodon, why don't you ask me the first question? Let me answer the first question, for God's sake. When did I come hind tip for – I mean, wow, at one point in, in this podcast history, I actually meant something, I guess. So let me finish the first question. What has gone wrong? What hasn't gone like we expected? Listen, we got our players back. They're playing together. I think for the sixth time this year and knowing that what has gone wrong, our players are healthy again. We're heading into the playoffs. We win the division. You know, we would have liked home field advantage, but what's wrong. I'm happy. I'm ready. That, that's, that's why I didn't go to you and your high hit <laughs> reference. Cause we all knew that's exactly what you're going to say. Nothing's wrong. And it's all part of the plan. So Thank you for, I mean, do we have to play good baseball moving forward? Do we have to play above 500 baseball? Yes, we do. But I hate to tell you, everybody does. And everybody has, except for the Sox, as, as Carmen actually just said. You stop that right now, Finnecom. You start getting on the bandwagon <laughs> of positivity, or I'm going to come over there and spank your ass. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now, now we're speaking more of my language, King. Now we're speaking more of my language. Save that for the wedding night. Okay. Okay. Can we, can wow. we get, I need to get back on track here before King and Courtney have whatever just happened, happened. Um, okay. His name is Carlos Rodon. They I'm have, still laughing. Yeah. The King's point, Mark, that is a serious concern. So it's King, an, I, I love the I love the positivity and the enthusiasm, and, and you have some valid points. But there are definitely things to be concerned with in terms of projecting them playing against the Astros. I agree that Rodon is is hurting. I agree with you there, Mark. And, not and listen, not according who, to him. Who has, huh? He thinks he's he says he's fine. I have worried, probably since the start of this podcast, that this is going to be the end result for Rodon. You know, this is, I think, the second time in his career that he's pitched this many innings, and it's been a long time since then. I have always, every single start, I have held my breath with Rodon. And sure enough, he has not let me down. This is, the White Sox never like to admit to injuries. And when LaRusa came right out and said, oh, yeah, we're concerned, I'm like, holy shit, that, that's, that's a huge problem right there. So... Very scary, and I'm not, I'm just unfortunately not surprised. 
Okay, so this is going to be completely unfair, but let's just go back through his year. He comes out on April the 5th, his first start. He throws five innings, 95 pitches in five innings. It's too many. White Sox win a, win a game, 6 nothing. He walks three, but he strikes out nine. Then he throws the no-hitter. 114 pitches, though, on April the 14th, nine days later. I get it. Phenomenal performance. Not going to take him out. Moment for him to remember for all time. But regardless, 114 in start two with his history, a lot of pitches. Next game, he throws 110 to get through five innings. He walks five. Not good. A lot of stress right there. He gets through April with a .72 ERA, though. Then he has two bad outings in May. On the 31st, he gives up five runs versus the Indians, and he also had a, an outing against the Royals where he lost 5-1. to one. But he's still, he's still all right. And then you go through June, and it's, it looks decent, but not great. He's still walking way too many guys. And now, as the season cr- progresses here, we get into July, and he starts to fall off the map here. So they rest him. He pitches July 29th, and then he pitches August 7th. He beats the Cubs in five innings. But then he doesn't pitch again to the 26th. Let's do the math there. That's 19 days. Then they throw him out there five days later against the Pirates. He wins a game. Then he throws on the 10th. They give him nine days. And then they give him 10 days off where he gets through three innings against the Tigers. So they clearly have tried their best to get him through the year. But I guess the overall point here is that there have been warning signs along the way here. He thinks he can pitch in the playoffs. Are you guys – Let's. what would you do with him from this point on? Do you just sit him until you throw him out there in, in game two of the ALDS and give him another th- almost three weeks off, two weeks? Or do you put him back out there and, and see what you have? I think that's a really tough, tough question for Tony LaRusso and company. It, it is a tough question. And to be honest with you, my gut right now tells me that he needs to sit. And like you said, get a full two weeks. I mean, the it doesn't start until October 7th. So that is to this day on Thursday, it is exactly two weeks. Um, I, I do think that needs to happen because right now, I mean, I know he was very strong about, oh, it's, you know, general fatigue. I wouldn't trust that. Um, I think there's definitely a bigger problem here. And I think he needs to rest for him to have any kind of confidence going into the playoffs. Well, here's what I think, Mark. I think Rodon's year is much like yours in managing this podcast. You started off strong. You had him every... <laughs> six to seven days and then you started to take your rest too and and you know there used to be you know there'd be time between podcasts maybe sometimes two maybe two and a half weeks and then you came back and you came back strong a couple weeks and now last week it's another two weeks so they're extremely you know similar in 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 nature so i ask you i mean are 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 you podcast worn are you still good at uh, podcasts just answer that question real quick, and then I'll roll into Rodon. What a fascinating connection between me and Carlos. Um, Let me answer for you. I think you could say I'm, I'm very good at podcasts. I feel good. Those are just extenuating circumstances. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to say Rodon knows about Rodon the best, and he says he's okay. So I might, like you, maybe it might be two weeks between this podcast and the next one. I'd probably sit him two weeks. And then I'd trust my ball player and throw him out there. And I'd know what a hard-nosed competitor he is. And he's a, and then he's on a contract year. And that boy's going to pitch. And that boy's going to pitch well. And if he doesn't, we have Keiko right behind him on that playboy uh, or on that uh, uh, roster. 
I'm glad you have confidence in Keiko King because I don't think anyone else does. But that's interesting. King, I, I got to disagree with you. You know, that's great. Rodon wants to go out there to pitch, but I, I, I don't just completely trust him. I, I would hope the, the coaching staff is watching him and, and the indicators of velocity and other things should be telling. I think the approach right now is they're going to throw him next week and, and try to get a sense because you don't want to go into a, a start in the playoffs with uncertainty, right? I mean, right now, Lynn, Giolito, probably Cease, I don't know that I would pitch Rodon third right now with, with the way he's been. I don't know that I would trust him. And I don't know that I want to be scrambling. Look at game three last year. We were scrambling and I know Renteria took a lot of heat for it, but there was an injury and, and it just, it created a domino effect. So uh, I need to see what he does next week against the Reds. And, and that should be telling in terms of what happens with the playoff roster. Let me make it very clear what I would do. You protect the player from himself. Carlos, I know you want to prove that you're healthy. I know that you want to help the ball club. I know that you want to get paid after the season. I, I know it's not one thing for you. I think he would love to be a part of a World Series winner, and he also would love to get the next deal. So there's a lot. Mark, Mark I, sorry, real quick. Luis Robert, love him. Bomb. Home run. Two nothing. Sorry. There we go. White, uh, White Sox clinching as we do this podcast. We're going to celebrate the season coming up here. I have a uh, bromance with him. I just want to announce. I don't disagree. He's Get got about two per, He's got about 2% body fat, which I always appreciate. I love the guy. I love He's a six-tool guy, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm figuring out what the six-tool is. What are you eating during the podcast? I'm having a little ginger snap. It's called Gingin, and yeah. they're so good. They're called Chewy. Ginger snap. Why don't you take a step back and think if I was listening to this podcast, would I want to hear some dude eating ginger snaps? <laughs> They're very healthy for you and they help your digestion. Right. I actually fully agree with that. I can't stand hearing people chew and eat. If that's I mean, an actual legitimate hot pot. Yeah, but the ginger is very good for you. So right. ginger uh, is very good for you. Yes, it is, but still. But again, nobody wants to hear you eat. At least I apologize. Go on. I couldn't. It, it's it was irresistible. It's like Robert. He's just irresistible. He's so yummy. Just like these ginger snaps are so good. Okay. Can okay. No more ginger snaps, and for the next twenty-two minutes, and then you can have all the ginger snaps that you want to have. Yes, Mark. Thank you, thank you, King. I I very much appreciate it. I'm trying to do a professional outfit here. Back to my point: protecting player from self, Carlos. This is what's going to happen. You're going to get examined. He's had, he's had an MRI and it came back clean. So that's good. But those things, you know, one day they show nothing. Someday they show something. The proof is in the pudding. He's throwing 89 when he used to be throwing in the mid nineties, if not even upper nineties. I've always been concerned with him this year though, because back in the day he would start out slow and then his velocity would increase as the game goes along, which just shows that he's not naturally loose it takes a while, and then by the end of it, okay, now I'm throwing freely. It was always a bad sign, and ultimately, he always ended up getting hurt. Not his fault, by the way. Not you know, he's trying as hard as he possibly can, but that's what would happen. Eloy Jimenez. Yes. Three nothing. Three nothing. Back to back. Oh, they're pissed. They're pissed. They're pissed. You know what? They're pissed at. They're pissed at you guys coming down on them and saying they're, they're not ready for the playoffs. Wait, 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 you're coming down on Rodon. No, 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 no. Restricting my ability to eat ginger snaps. I say, give Rodon a couple ginger snaps 
and you guys get your attitudes in check, and we go on this play, uh, th- th- these playoffs strong. Why do you think that uh, you have to protect them from criticism? Are they soft? Not soft at all. I just think. So then, so then what's your worry? I just think the power of positivity can go a long way in this world. Who's being <laughs> negative? Who's being negative? We're well, saying what we see. That's why exactly. I coordinate. That's why I coordinate. I get paid the big bucks to be on this podcast so we yes. can. We can we can point out the things that we see the positive in things. You you, you you seem to see the negative in things. You don't want to become one of them. I'm hurt. I think I'm hurt because of the ginger snap. I just I got to say. Hey, hey, King, question for you. You're in business, right? You're 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 a businessman. So if you started, I don't know what you really do all day, but if you started doing (laughs) things inconsistently at your job, wouldn't you be called in and be like, hey, King, I'm sure they call you King at the office. You know, you might need to improve a little bit in this area, or you might need to tighten this up. I mean, wouldn't that happen? Or they just let you do whatever the hell you wanted to do. I mean, oh, they, there's they, accountability they in life, isn't there? There absolutely is, and and that doesn't happen with me. So likewise, likewise. So, so, so that's the point. So when we're when Mo and I are seeing the Sox being inconsistent, we're allowed to be like, okay, they got to tighten up before the playoffs. We're allowed to say that. You know, you like to go back and let, you know, second guess trades and that's oh, the first guess. guess. That was the first guess. I'm going to take Courtney's side on that. She first guessed that one. So did I. This yeah. is not a, it's, it's over. A We're in it. Let's get behind them. I mean, we are behind know, them. Rodon, I, I agree am- with Carmen. Let Rodon protect him against himself. Rest him. When he gets good rest, he comes out strong, pitch him five innings in the third game or put him in the bullpen. So he comes when we need somebody after four innings and by God, let's get behind all these guys and be the wind in their sails. For for the record, I am behind every single player on this team, including Craig Campbell, who I can't stand. And I will be the first to admit come October, if he's killing it, that, okay, I guess it worked out, but highly doubt that's going to happen, but I am fully behind (laughs) the socks, but I can, we can also be critical of them and be, and say, all right, we got to get this going. We got to be more consistent. That's a very normal, basic conversation. You know, there's certain people in the sports world that are super sensitive about anything that's said. I always just kind of am amazed by it. Like, first of all, whatever's being said on this podcast or any podcast or any radio station or whatever, it does not matter at all. If it matters, then you have, or what's being written for the record too. None of it matters. What matters is what happens on the field. So tunnel. I disagree with you, Mr. Carmen. I think there's a universal energy that fuels players on the field. And if that universal energy and a unified field is positive, then that gives those players a better chance of performing and giving us our desired outcome so you're saying that the that Yankees- is my philosophy in life and i will continue to do so here okay. I, I don't think i could wish the white Sox a world series but i certainly can create energy around them that is positive that they can lean into okay that so- i have in my power actually you don't there's you're not you're not all controlling of energy around the white Sox. let's be honest and secondly, just to disprove your point, in 2005, when they won the World Series, when they were collapsing in September, what was the universal energy around the team? I, all I can tell you is what my universal energy oh, was okay. Okay. around the team. <laughs> I'm sure Finnecum was out there, you know, burning them an effigy. 
but you know, somehow it got positive and we won. I'm sure Mo was balanced and monotone and he had a very Mo was freaking out. Who are you kidding? Absolutely. It yeah. was a roller coaster. <laughs> I mean, let's oh. not forget they almost lost the division at this time, you know, in 2005. So I Tim Anderson, all... three run Homer, six, are nothing. You serious? I am what not. I am totally serious. I'm telling you they're mad at you fuckers and they're Good. getting hey, back hey. at you. Good. Good. Right. They're they're listening to this podcast that hasn't been published and they're mad at us. And we they're, haven't done it. They we feel the energy. They're, they're, they're comparing your energy to mine so, so, and they're mad at you guys. So so now you're saying they're using the negative energy to propel them. So actually negative energy is a positive. And by the way, King, to yeah. further disprove your whatever you're talking about here. I interviewed Tim Brown this week, former Notre Damer. You're a big Notre Dame guy. Hall of Famer, Heisman, Trophy winner, all of it. And him and Al Davis never got along. Al Davis, he was never, you know, beloved by Al. And now he says to this day that Davis's standoffishness to him, if you will, actually propelled him in his career because he kept trying to win his approval. So maybe, perhaps, dangling the carrot out there of approval could be beneficial to the White Sox. Well, maybe. I mean, but I think L. Davis is a little different than Courtney Finnecombe. I don't think Tim Brown or Thank Tim God. Anderson cares about Courtney Finnecombe and, and to please her. Are you still so, using yes, gender snaps? <laughs> and, and honestly, I, I wouldn't put so much confidence in that statement, King. You don't know who I know or what I know. And thank God I'm different than Al Davis. Thank you very much. You're prettier. You're definitely prettier than Al Davis. I'll give you that. Damn right. Yes. Maybe so we, we've gone from Ginger Snaps to Al Davis. Wow. And, and, and Finnicum. Okay. The one constant. The, the one <laughs> constant in this podcast is <laughs> angst. These people do not like each other, but somehow they come together for 40 minutes every some odd amount of days and do their best to entertain and perhaps even inform once in a blue moon. Who's your starting rotation, Mo? Let's hear it right now with everything you know. Who started games one, two, and three against the Houston Astros? It's, uh, right now, it's probably got to be Lynn, Giolito, and uh, Cease. Courtney? I agree. You disagree? No, I uh, said I agree. Mom. No, no, I, 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 I got you, Court, Courtney. I know, uh, you know, and I love hearing that you agree with me. It's a uh, huge confidence booster. Carmen seemed a little skeptical. No, I, uh, no, no, I, I, I think I am actually with you, but I was waiting for the Kings. Positive. I would go with Giolito, Lynn, and Cease. Okay, that's what everyone's saying. Uh, hey, hey, Mark, Mark, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Lynn. draw the Kings' ire here, but. They said Lynn Giolito sees. Okay, I'm sorry. Start off with Giolito. My fault, King. That I, I, you changed up the the order, but the same people. I got you. Okay, thank you. What the Sox, saying? the Sox starting pitching has to get better too. I know the yeah. King's going to say I'm yeah. being negative, but you know I did some homework. We haven't had a quality start in like this month at all, and and the only one who's completed six innings so far is Keiko. So when we were winning games early in the season, our starting pitching was carrying us. Uh, my issue with that is obviously in the playoffs, you can, you can use your bullpen more, but the bullpens had to work a lot too. So it starts with the with starters. You. It Mark starts Mark. with the starters. I agree with you. However, but King, I am cheering for these guys. I love I Giolito. I love Lance Lynn, the big bastard and yeah. Dylan Cease. I'm pulling for him too. So I got my positivity for them. 
Please Thank don't you. even address they've been, they've, again. Been, they've been resting a little bit so that they could go. And now get, they've thrown a lot of pitches, though. It's it's yes. not like they're throwing 70 pitches. They're throwing 90 pitches to get through five innings. Yeah, I hear you. You got a good point, Mo. And I'm I, I, I'm thankful that you're behind them. And in always, a vein. always. Okay, enough, enough with the po- who's behind him and not behind. This is the White Sox podcast. You, this is a diehard podcast. Mo is wearing White Sox underwear right now. Courtney is is doing whatever she does in her diehard way, and then you over there have, don't have a tooth or hair or a beard because you're such a diehard. This this is not a question that that this podcast needs to address in any way, shape, or form. I mean, first of all, give me some credit. I'm actually tweeting at the same time I'm doing this podcast. So, I mean, if that doesn't show you, what does? That's not anything for you to even underline because all you do is do that all day long. You don't. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, come on. Let me ask one more pitching question. Then I want to get into a little bit of a celebratory mood. I did uh, White Sox pre and post for Chuck last week. It was it was it was a great day. Hope you enjoyed this program. Whoever saw it. Thank you very much. So and I was with Ozzy and Frank. And Ozzy, and he's, he said this when I'm not there, but he was adamant that day, which is why I'm bringing it up. Michael Kopech should be a one-inning pitcher in the playoffs. One inning. That's it. So you can use him the next day. He's better in one inning. Let him come out there. Empty the gas tank. One inning. Done. Who's with Ozzy? I think it depends on the situation. I love it. I love it. I think he's right. If you look at how he's pitched, I think he's right. Now, we're going to have enough in our bullpen to be able to do that. Well, do, is there enough in the bullpen? Correct. And I, and I don't think there is. And that's my point. So <laughs> I think it depends on the situation. And, yeah, I don't think there's enough in the bullpen. Well, I say, there's, I, enough, I, I say I there's enough in the bullpen because you're going to have the addition of Keiko and Rodon, right? And those are going to be two additional pitchers that you're going to get some innings out of. I don't know if you can trust Rodon in the bullpen. I don't know either, but you know what? And, and he can't trust Keiko right now either. He's lost. Oh it, my God. So. Are they good pitchers? Are they good pitchers? I don't know. And not right now, they're not. Keiko has been terrible. He's been flat out terrible. There's numbers that prove that, King. He's been terrible. Mark, to answer your question, I think it depends on the situation with if Tapera's healthy. Hendricks, Kopak, and Bummer have all been very good this month. So I, I think they're they're definitely finding it. If Kimbrell is Kimbrell, a good Kimbrell, or if he's the Kimbrell we fear he could be, you know, I, that may put more stress on a guy like Kopech because they got to get the ball to, to Hendricks. I heard some people hypothesizing yesterday that Kopech might even be an opener for a series, considering where they're at, that they don't trust Cease, they don't trust Keuchel, and Rodon is, is hurt. So in the third game, you might have Kopech as an opener. I hope not. It's interesting. No, I wouldn't do it, but it's interesting. I wouldn't do it either. Mark, what do you feel about Kopech pitching one? And then I want to go to Kimbrell because I have something to say about him. I love when Michael Kopech is on the mound. So if he, if he goes through one inning and he's nails, I'd be very tempted to bring him in the next inning. But more important than that, I just think it's, it's the way that, I mean, this is where, this is where Tony's going to get paid. When do you use them? Like, I don't think you can just slot it that, six, seven, eight, or whatever, like seven is Kopech, eight is Kimbrel, nine is Hendricks. Who's coming up? What does it look like in a play? If, if you know, whatever, Giolito throws 110 pitches to get through five, and now... We're in trouble. 
we, we got to get six. We got to get six out of our starters. Right. But let's just say that, that, that okay, 110 pitches, he gets through five. It's, a, it's an off day, but he gets through. It's a 2-2 game. The heart of the Astros lineup is coming up. You got to face Correa and Bregman. Robert, Robert doubles off the wall. Oh, he stopped at first to celebrate, but Sox are up even more. Okay. I love Robert. I just okay. want to say that bromance. Okay, okay. Sorry, Mark. I'm just excited. King is like four years old on this podcast today. I'm uh, showing my positivity. Maybe, maybe Thank five. you, Bo. I, I like you too. A semi-bromance. Go ahead. Um, so my point is that I'm making sure that I'm using Kopech in his one inning against the heart of the order as best I can. I would want to leave him out there for a second inning if he's going well, if the starter didn't go long, but I would try to avoid it. To Courtney's point, I don't think you can script this. But the problem is, is if you do that, I would pitch him two innings on a day where you have an off day the next day. You're also thinking about long-term with him. I understand how important the playoffs are and trying to win the World Series, but I don't want to blow out Michael Kopech's career to win the World Series this year. That's not, that, would, that would be a nightmare. That being said, well, I mean, yeah. you're, you're also, you know, you're also missing Crochet, who's been, you know, I, I have concerns with him, but he's been fairly consistent uh, lately, at least. Um, so, I mean, he's obviously another option, too. Uh, but it's, it, this has always been my concern, has been the bullpen and the depth of the bullpen. And to what we all agreed on, I think it's going to be a situational uh, decision. And I, I, you can't script this. You have no idea how these games are going to go. Um, and, and it's just you have to kind of trust your gut a little bit as well with, with what you have, whatever that may be. Well, and this is where, this is where you lean on Tony. This is, this, is, this is you. This but is here, why you're – go yeah. ahead. I mean, this is what he's been doing. He's been he's – been, He's been experimenting for almost 60 games now. Yeah, and, 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 and depending on how this ends, he may be under the microscope for how he did this. It's possible. It's also interesting. Let's say the White Sox, let's give all the scenarios. They go out in the first round or they win the World Series. Is Tony coming back next year? Yes. Yes. Either way. You think so? Well, yes. if he wins the World Series, maybe not. But if he doesn't, he's coming back, yes. I don't know. I mean, I can't see him leaving uh, with unfinished business, but, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I think, was... he, I think he manages one more year, and then they turn over to uh, Miguel Cairo. He loves managing. He, he loves baseball. He does. It's adorable. It's the only thing he does. Right, right. He's not going to go and die. What is he going to be coming in as a, a, a consultant again? He's he's in the spot that he would, if he could, he would they he would have him bear uh, dig a hole next to the dugout, and his last step would be falling into that hole, and then they bury him. Well, that's a bad visual given some of the uh, <laughs> tweets about his state yesterday, <laughs> him falling into holes, but. Yeah, but but my point is, the guy. Why not let him do what he loves to do? Oh my God! Well, he he is, he's not a young man anymore, King. I mean, at some point, he is gonna how old's retire. Your father, how old? Uh, how old's Rose? My mother. Yes. Sixty-two. <laughs> she she just texted me too about the White Sox clinching today, and she sent me a heart. Of course so. she did. Is she, is she still mad at Carmen? Of course she's mad at Carmen. She's, she's disappointed in Carmen's being. So am I. I think we all are, but that's beside the point. I mean, it's 62. Do you think she's old? Why, why are you Why are you disappointed with Carmen? There's so <laughs> many. I, the podcast is not long enough. 
I'm, I'm going to answer a King's question about my mother. Cause I always like to talk about how great Rose is. She's in fantastic shape for her age. So absolutely not. She looks fantastic. She's active. Um, you know, Tony doesn't look fantastic King. I mean, let's be honest, nothing against him, but he labors a little bit. My mom does not labor. So you know, a little bit of a difference there. If Tony could have died last night in the arms of Jose Abreu, I think he would have been at least somewhat satisfied going out that way. That was adorable. I mean, when you're getting kissed by Abreu and he's telling you that he loves you, I mean, what, what else is there in life? I mean, really? I agree. I totally agree. Die in the arms. I just died in your arms tonight. Hey, let's let's not do this. I, I, let's not do this. So Please. I want to go to Kimbrell, and I I just want to. I know there's all oh Kimbrell sucks. Kimbrell sucks. Kimbrell I want to go to Kimbrell too because I have I wasn't for that. that trade either. I don't think any of us were except Carmen. However, once when he got here, I'm fully behind him working through oh, again the with kinks the, with, with the rooting. Okay, so let's just say <laughs> so stupid. He took some time. Just let me finish, please. Go ahead. Go it's ahead. not all Pollyannish. He Go took ahead. some time before he got his feet under him at the Cubs. Now, granted, he was hurt a little bit, and he was working back from the injury, but it took him some time. Maybe he's just taking some time. Now, stealing my points that I tell you offline and using them on the podcast as if they're yours. But go ahead. And that's And Can. that's exactly why I'm just uh, – pointed at you mark for you to say that and steal a good point from me is really (laughs) really disappointing so i will continue to point those out to display my disappointment in your running of this podcast go ahead someone else king i'm speaking about kimbrell now because this is important he was acquired by the Sox on july 30th this is a veteran my birthday it was my birthday but go ahead happy birthday happy birthday I'm Thank sorry you got such a shitty gift. Um, he, <laughs> he was acquired on July 30th, okay? This is a veteran pitcher. The issue I have with the way Kimbrell is throwing, even when he strikes out guys, he's going 3-2 on them each time. This is a fact. That tells me he's not feeling it and there's something wrong. So I have zero faith in him. He makes me nervous every single time he's out there and he has not disappointed me. So but he's only up- missing... He's only missing those pitches by a frog's hair. And if he can adjust it no, just he's not. a he's, little he's hitting bit. Guys. He's, he's hitting not. guys. Oh, God. He's hitting guys. This is I, a I bet. Have you ever hit a guy? Answer the question. Answer the question. I'm not making as much money as Craig Kimbrell is. To hit guys, but yeah. to your <laughs> to your point, he's been wild. He has been wild. So I would say the same about you. I, <laughs> to me, I'm not it happy. No, like, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna continue. To I'm me, gonna, it sounds like you and Craig Gimble are kindred <laughs> spirits. So based are. on what you've just described, and maybe I will, we are. When did I come hind tip for, I mean, wow. At one point in, in this podcast history, I actually meant something. You stop that right now, Finnecum. 
This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. Tim Anderson, three-run homer, six-nothing. Are you serious? I'm telling you, they're mad at you fuckers. What are you eating during the podcast? I'm having a little ginger snap. Cares about Courtney Pinnacum. You start getting on the bandwagon of positivity, or I'm going to come over there and spank your ass. It was irresistible. It's like Robert. He's just irresistible. He's so yummy. It's not all Pollyannish. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.